0: Absolutely no video of myself online.
1: Okay, well this <laughs> this might be the first one.
0: <laughs> you have to your online brand? <laughs> yes. Apparently, that's what's big these days. So. Yes.
1: I mean, I have a YouTube channel where I talk about plants.
0: And I, I watched your. I've been watching your YouTube. I I went and watched the one about when you talked about going from into tech space. It was really good. You need to give me your skincare routine after this because I see nothing. nothing. I see no spots. Nothing. My, my, my <laughs> I hide mine under concealer.
1: <laughs> nothing. Okay, Yemi, thank you so much for coming on my show today.
0: No problem.
1: I'm so excited to have you. You look nice. <laughs> thank you. <You're> happy. <laughs> healthy and just happy to be here now you said you got chosen to do podfest
0: no i i you know i heard um recently that you know i put forward a topic to speak at one of the case study sessions so you know i got an email thank goodness i went back to look through my emails because apparently i'd missed the original one but yeah like uh, that's gonna be good i'm excited looking forward to (laughs) you know it's first time i just threw my hat in the ring and yeah i'm I'm happy.
1: Good luck. I'm super excited about that.
0: Thanks. You should be at my session.
1: Oh, <laughs> I'll oh, yeah. haunt you
0: down. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I'm going to have to come by, hopefully, if I can if I can know in advance and, mm-hmm. and have a schedule. Oh, sh- for sure. Like, that would be super awesome just to watch. For sure. Okay. So, question. We talked about this earlier. You're nine to five. You're actually an analyst for crude oil, or aka an energy analyst, mm-hmm. and- how did you get into that specifically? Like, that is very different from your podcast show. So tell me, how did you get into that field?
0: Sure. Uh, you know, I'll start. I'll tell you a little bit about myself just to get us uh, started. Um, so my name is Yemi. Um, it's, it's a Nigerian name. So I'm Nigerian by birth, uh, Canadian by adoption. And then, well, not adoption. I wasn't adopted, but naturalization. Oh. But um, so that means I've adopted Canada as my home for now. I'm I'm a trained economist. So as an economist, and the good thing is that my economics degree kind of spans several fields. So as an economist, I got trained obviously in the math and all those fundamentals and all the regressions and all the fun stuff. So what I've done over my career is work in several fields, including the financial parts. I've worked in health as a health economist. I'm now working as a crude oil analyst slash economist. And I kind of got into that because I know I had passion for several topics. I am also endlessly curious. So all these sectors were have been in the public sector, right? So I've worked in the public sector across several provinces, which is equivalent to states in the U.S. So I've worked across several public service roles. And so I remember, like, even after being in finance for a while, I was like, hmm, all right. Um, I was kind of curious about the health space, mostly because I had read a paper in grad school about how immigrants tend to be healthy, but their health regresses when they live in a country for a long time. So I think that had kind of picked my interest in health economics. It was just one paper. And then also my interest in behavioral economics. So once the opportunity came about, I switched to healthcare being Nigerian, one of our major exports is crude oil, which is oil and gas. And so it's always interested me how crude oil impacts the economy and stuff like that, and how just one sector has the power to swing the entire country one way or another. So once the opportunity came up to switch, I did. (laughs) (laughs) So, And and I've said this before in other spaces, and I always encourage people. I'm not that old. I'm I think I'm still a millennial. I sometimes forget what brackets they fall into, and I've said this before. You know, you just have to get your basis right. You know, in most cases, what changes is subject matter. One plus one is still going to be two, regardless where you're looking at it, in health or in crude or somewhere else. It's, it's always going to add up. You just have to know the topic well enough to apply it properly.
1: That's really interesting, and and thank you for sharing that with us. I know you mentioned that you're from Nigeria. The first thing I think about is food and i know Mm -hmm. your podcast is about different recipes and different foods as well too so how did you come up with the idea to, to talk about that and trying different foods like where did that interest come from
0: all right so right now my company is called sunuka media this one over here i think for me i'm analytical but i'm i also have a creative side which is part of why i have the podcast and i think that's kind of what we're talking about here In addition to that as well, I have stories in my head that I, you know, you want to tell as most co-op podcasters do anyway. It's a nice bridge before I go into the food, like Tunica Media as a company, the intent, it's a nice bridge between my day job and my podcasting. Because as an economist, taking out all the math, your fundamental role is to take things that are very complicated and make them simple right? There's a whole bunch of numbers, whatever it is, and you take it and make a story. It doesn't always have to be a good story, but it's a story. You take that number, you analyze it and you put it out. And so that passion for kind of making complicated things simple is kind of what led to podcast company. So the podcast right now, I produce two shows. One is Africa in my kitchen. And the second one is called Overlook. I'll start with Overlooked first. Overlooked is a podcast that was born out of my curiosity to learn about other countries. So I noticed that not a lot of people know things outside, say, for example, North America, because that's where I live right now. But things are happening everywhere from Myanmar to India to Djibouti. It was almost like a personal goal to start reading more about other countries. But now, since I know I have to put out a podcast... It's like an accountability journey for me. It's almost like a personal thing for me, but I'm glad other people get to listen to it as well. So for example, last week I talked about a story. It's called Wirecard. And it's essentially one of the biggest accounting scandals in German history. And it's not on our news over here. $2 billion went missing actually what it didn't go missing it just never existed it was it was hilarious i had so much fun like going into it that i think i may have droned on a little but that's on the that overlooked podcast now africa in my kitchen i can't take credit for that too much like i'll take some credit but not full so i co-host africa in my kitchen with my friend called her name is ijoma the idea for africa in our kitchen is her baby she was on a journey to start writing and exploring African food, trying to make a meal from every country on the continent. We got together, wine was involved. Hey, she had a blog she wanted to start. I had a podcast I wanted to start. We're like, let's bring this baby together, and African My Kitchen was born. Every two weeks, we pick a country. Then we pick up a meal or a dish. I forget which one she always asks me to use. She, she she gets on me about mixing dishes and meals. But we pick one and then we make it and then also talk about the meal. We also talk about the country, some of its history, some of its people. Food draws you in, but you leave learning so much more, not just about the food, but about the people, the country. So if you so happen to find yourself in a, restaurant from Ethiopia. At least you
1: have one recommendation from us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's going to come in handy. It almost reminds me of this show called Check, Please, to a certain extent, where people try different foods in different parts of like the town that they are from or whatnot. And Mm -hmm. uh, they they do their reviews. One of my favorite shows.
0: Yeah, it's it's been interesting. There's some meals where we're like, we're pretty sure we mess this up. And that's part of the journey, right? Some We definitely mess up the cooking. Well, not we, because she does all the cooking. I do all the eating and I comment, which is amazing. You guys get yourself friends that love to cook. (laughs) And so.
1: (laughs) I love to cook too. I can cook now. When I want to. Girl. Girl. When I want to, I don't feel like it. I might not cook. But if I want to (sighs) cook, oh, I'm going to cook. And the food will be Uh. delicious. It will be done correctly. In my opinion. Mm, okay. If you don't say so yourself. <laughs> oh, no, when it when it comes to food, oh, I, it's not a joke for me. Mm-hmm. Not
0: for oh, me. Yeah. Not for myself. You know, I'm one of those that I appreciate good food. I just don't like making it myself. Oh. <laughs> like I like good food. Like I don't I I like, you know, when it's done. I, I appreciate good food. I just just cooking it, like the effort versus payoff. <laughs> like in my head I'm like I could use that time and I think because it's kind of it's different, right? Everyone has a different thing that kind of draws them in. Some people find comfort in cooking.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I personally don't like. I would rather like if instead of cooking,
1: enjoy it when it's. <laughs> I would do
0: that. So I'm the kind of person that I would, I enjoy putting IKEA furniture together. You know that kind of thing, like mm. things like that. Is kind of things I enjoy. Like I read about tech news and I do things like that. So that's where I get my energy. Right, mm. so it's it's different for everybody, I guess. Yeah.
1: Now, can you tell us a little bit about Overlooked? Is that also a podcast as well? Yeah, so
0: that is the purple one down here, the one where you talk about the news every week. So it comes out every week, and so that's the one where I talk about the Wirecard scandal, which is mm. the biggest fraud. It's actually fascinating. I do think Hollywood should probably make it into a movie. Wow. Essentially. $2 billion was kind of made up in the company account. And this company was actually listed as one of the top 30 companies in the country. Wow! It's went from trading at almost $200 per share. Now it's a penny stock. It's not even what $1 Ooh, per share. Not a dollar,
1: not $1. Yeah. It's. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. So now that you have these, all of these podcasts together for those that are mm-hmm. working this is something that goes in my head how do you find time to work on these creative outlets while also doing your nine-to-five job I think
0: some of it is is a little bit of a balancing mm-hmm. act is it easy no not really but I enjoy the podcast so much that's one thing to doing something you kind of you enjoy there are parts of it I don't like I don't necessarily like editing you know I wish I could just Outsource that. The moment I start making money, that's the first thing that's going, <laughs> you know. But the research actually gives me energy. The recording gives me energy. So things like that. Whenever it's time to work on your creative project, you don't go, ugh, why? Yeah, that's true. Right? There has to be, in my view, some balance between your nine to five and your other gig. True. If one is pulling you down, the other one should pull you up. You can't have two things pulling you down. So... For me, how I find time is I'm, I plan very diligently. Like, I also plan my rest. Right after work, nobody's coming between me and my nap. I take like a 35, 40 minute nap because I see podcasting as like a second job. Obviously, some of it gets done on weekends and things like that. I use this app called Pomodoro. It's any kind of timer. So there's a timer that essentially what it does is that it times you with tasks. So you're saying, oh, I want to spend 15 minutes reading this article. After that, I move on. So I kind of try to schedule. Another good thing, I tend to create a lot of templates. So that's what I spent a lot of time on when I first started. And especially if someone is going into podcasting, I would highly recommend
1: it. Gmail now has this feature where you can create templates within their email. And I love it.
0: Exactly. So for example, imagine you had to send out emails and newsletters and things like that. If you just had a template, intro, middle, this, your your bottom is always your socials. And so you just kind of fill out the middles. So for example, if you go and look at the Tunica Media um, Instagram page, one thing you'll notice is that all our posts are fairly templated. There's a slight change to the wording. And then there is the part at the bottom, standardized. Another thing I do a lot of is automation. So I try to automate as much of my life as possible, even in my regular life. So if it can be done seamlessly and automated, I do that. A good example of that would be posting on all social media platforms. So you don't want to have to put things up and think, oh my God, have I posted on this place or this place or this place? If you can post it once and just have something just posted in many places as possible, do that. So Facebook Creator Studio actually helps where you can actually post on Instagram and your Facebook page as well at the same time. And if you use, for example, WordPress as a blog, then it also allows you to post that blog to your socials, including Facebook. I think it's just little things that add up where you can save 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, template something, then you can proofread it enough that, you know, there's no that much mistakes. I mean I template everything, even my hashtags. Automate <laughs>
1: <Like, like, laughs> it.
0: Yeah, simplify it. Whether it's podcast or something else, try to simplify it. Automate as much as possible. Try to plan your time, but also don't overbook yourself because you don't help anyone when you're tired because at some
1: point the quality
0: starts to it's suffer. True.
1: You know, I took a nap right before this interview. like, I'm not about to lie. I did too. I took a 30 minute nap and I was like, I feel so much more refreshed. Yes. And you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of my childhood. Like, remember when you get out of school and you come home and mm-hmm. take a nap and you would get up and you have all this energy. I'm like, oh my God, we need to incorporate naps mm-hmm. into our everyday lifestyle. That's something I think that is missing. Like if we took more naps, I think we would feel a lot more refreshed look more refreshed and we- even a
0: 10 minute power nap yeah. set an alarm it's almost like cooling and reset your brain because for me i think my body is so used to it 5 30 i start getting sleepy that's just how bad
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i have one more question for you mm-hmm. this question is from a man named chris markle he's a writer and he's an actor and he actually has a film that he's starring in it's called fertilings and He was somebody I previously interviewed. His question for you was, do you think podcasting chose you or did you choose podcasting?
0: I'll definitely say I chose podcasting. Okay. I think for me, um, I'm an ambivert by nature so when I'm with people I know and I'm comfortable with I get a lot of energy there when I'm not in situations or places where I'm too comfortable I kind of withdraw into myself so I'm a chameleon depending on which situation I'm in so with podcasting I found it to be the most suitable medium to tell a story right, right. unlike some other mediums I don't have to put myself out there I can put as, as much of myself out there that I'm willing to put out Depending on your nine to five job, it might be something that is required for your job. I'll give you an example. And it's extreme. It's not my podcast. So, for example, imagine there was someone who was in a job in a field that was really, really ultra conservative. But the person has a desire to talk about something that is really, really liberal. I'm thinking if you're in a very straight list, for example, job, maybe like a lawyer or something, and then you want to talk on a podcast about something that is really sexual. Those two worlds may not necessarily jive and the person may not want to put themselves out there. Podcasting is a beautiful medium because you can get your voice out without getting all of you out. You can keep some of yourself for yourself and keep your world separate. For me, when I started my podcast, that was something I was very cognizant of and something I wanted to do. I'm coming out a little bit of that shell. Step in with your toes. The deep end sometimes can feel overwhelming. Some people just say, go forward it and jump into it. Go at the pace that is most comfortable for you. For me, that's what podcasting was. We have stories to tell, and for us, the best way to say it was through audio. And honestly, sometimes, especially for me, I've been listening to podcasts for a very long time. I think some people got into podcasting at about the same time they were listening to it. So I've been listening to podcasts for very, very long. And I love audio dramas. Like I love the idea of being immersed in the way someone is telling a story. It just kind of jived when I looked at all the mediums where I want to tell the stories. You know, there's writing, there's video, there's so many other things. Podcasts, I think,
1: was the one I chose. Before we head out, I want to ask a question for you to ask the next interviewee. Oh, for your next the
0: next person you want to interview?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Any question that you would ask a creative artist because they could be a podcaster, they could be a filmmaker, they could be uh, an artist, a singer, musician. They could be anything. So, what question would you ask them on the podcast?
0: Let me give a second. Okay. So I'm an economist as well. So I'm going to ask something that has to do with money. (laughs) So if you were handed $10,000 with no strings attached, how would you take your creative medium, whatever it is,
1: to the next level? Wonderful. I like that question. That is an intelligent question. Ooh, you got ten thousand dollars, no string attached. You don't have to pay taxes on it.
0: No strings attached. You don't. You don't have to pay taxes on it. You don't have to give it back. It is just ten thousand dollars. Here you go. Take your take your craft to the next level. What would you do? <laughs> what would you do? Actually, I'm going to ask you the question. You're also creative. You can. You can. You can. You, can, you know. Also ask the next person.
1: <laughs> if I had ten thousand dollars now. I would, if somebody gave me $10,000, I would take half of that and save it. Don't touch it. It's as if it never existed. So I only have Mm $5,000. And that $5,000, I would try to split amongst each month. As if I'm going to live off of that. Mm -hmm. And it's not a lot. (laughs) But I Mm. try to reinvest it back to myself. So I don't have to go back to work. Mm. (laughs) I would like to make a living. Off of my podcast or make a living off of my acting and singing. So that $5,000, I would have to reinvest that back into myself. I would have to pay for all the bills that need to get paid in order for me to continue on my craft. Mm-hmm. So I can't continue my podcast if I have bills to pay and, and my podcast make that is not making That is true. That is true. That's a great answer. So that will go towards my bills. Now, once all my bills are paid, then I actually have spending mm-hmm. money. So that's how I think when it comes to, to that. That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how I think it's like, I pay, you pay yourself first and then you pay your, you know, you, if you can afford to pay your bills, mm-hmm. you know, if you can afford to pay yourself first, I mean, mm-hmm. so everybody can't just save with all of that, but I just say, okay, half of that I would save and I would continue hustling. Cause you can't live off $5,000. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> nope. Well, some, well, some, but yeah, it's it's pretty, it'll be pretty tight for sure.
1: Thank you so much, Yemi, for being on our show. I want to find out where we can learn about any new things that we should look out for from you.
0: Oh, yeah. So I think the best place would be to follow Tunica Media on Instagram or YouTube. YouTube, we essentially don't have video yet. It's just a static audio of our episodes. But on Instagram we're most active so follow Tunuka Media on Instagram that is T-U-N-U-K-A media which is a Yoruba word which is my uh, mother tongue a Yoruba word for open hearted wow. I love the word so much so yeah Tunuka Media on Instagram you'll, get, you'll know when new episodes are coming out and we also post fun facts in the middle of the week sometimes so
1: yeah thank you so much for joining us Yemi
0: no problem
1: and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day you too Bye. If you find the Corporate Tainment Podcast valuable, there are a few ways you can help support us. You can leave a review with your podcast app, subscribe to the channel, or share our podcast on social media with your friends. My goal is to eventually use this podcast as a launch pad to creating movies and music. It would be so cool to have you along during that journey. If you like our content and want to help it grow professionally, please consider becoming a regular supporter on Patreon at patreon.com slash Your financial donations will help to make this dream possible. On our Patreon page, we offer early episodes, list your name on our YouTube episodes and more. To all of you who have shared, left a comment, and subscribed to our Patreon, thank you so much. And to all of you listening now, thank you for joining, and we'll see you all on the next episode.